Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Spunk Lake Sports. I honestly lost count. I actually think we're on episode 17, but you we got it. We're on get, 17. Hey, but on the bright side, I have a podcast mic now. So we got some clean, <laughs> clean ass audio coming in. Welcome to 2022, <laughs> Yasta's technology. Welcome. Welcome, Yast. But we got Pack Show ahead, just running over uh, the playoffs, NFL playoffs here last week. Uh, had a bunch of games. Then we're going to take a look at what's coming up here for the NFL schedule. On top of that, we're going to discuss a little bit about the Vikings coaching interviews so far, what we think of it, things like that. Uh, who's our favorite right now? Klon? Yeah, we'll also uh, jump into two of my personal favorite segments. Can't, can't do a show without a piece of my mind, obviously, if a, a, a popular choice. And we'll also round out the show with some uh, random Minnesota athletes again, another, another near and dear segment. But yeah, good show coming ahead, folks. All right, Spunk Lake Sports. Let's kick it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the number episode. 17 i believe of spunk 17. lake sports join with me is clon as always clon how you doing oh we're doing great buddy it's uh we're, we're within a one month of a very very special occasion for for the boys yeah oh, oh yeah how's how's the how's the mullet looking how's oh the- mullet mullet's good <laughs> i've actually had people start to uh to ask me about it so it's starting to get noticeable i think is a good thing i don't maybe not a good thing i guess depending on if you ask people outside of myself um but yeah we're we're, we're reaching untamable levels of hair so um hat, even a hat can't contain it anymore so we'll so be in good are, shape in a month are we full force going mullet at daytona are, is, are you committed yeah i'm gonna do something at least at least Let's something go. along those lines. I mean, I'm not going to like bick the sides of my head or anything, but uh, I'll definitely, I'll definitely make it look pretty, pretty, uh, pretty nasty. It's, it's going to be anyway. It's going to look gross. I've never really seen you with long hair. N- nevertheless, is, like something like a mullet. I, I mean, we might just rock Daytona. Yeah. We're going to own the city Front by the back. end, I think with all 50 of us, but yeah, I, I uh, <laughs> I, this is the longest my hair has ever been. I'm almost 25 years old. My hair is uh, definitely never been like, never been able to hit like the middle of my neck, I think is kind of a good way to measure it. My hair curls kind of, or like waves. So it yep. doesn't really grow straight, but been yeah, there. I mean, it's like mid, mid middle of my neck back there, somewhere in there, but yeah, it's, it's aggressive now. Yeah. For those who are listening, I mean, we are reaching complete and utter untamable levels. I'll take a shower in the morning, it's, part my hair to the side, and it's just disgust. And then by the time it dries, it's just yeah, all over the place. The, it's. I it's, will say the the waviness is not something I accounted for when I signed up for this. So <laughs> trying to manage that is is not going so well. I, I. So we have a month left till Daytona. Will my hair be the longest it's it's ever been? This is this is absolutely pretty, not. Yeah, I don't think it's the longest it's ever been. No, you had long hair in college. You're not going to sniff that. Oh, yeah. I I had a flow. I didn't have long hair in college. I had a flow in college. And that's it was, why it was you do it in college or when you go to Daytona. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. If my job didn't allow this, obviously, it wouldn't be possible. But, yeah, we're going to we're going to make this work. So 
Oh, I got one more chance. My hair's falling out of my head anyway. I think in the next four or five years, I'm not going to have much to, to work with. So Oof. I figure this I... is really a last, last dance with the hair. Do something <laughs> sweet with it and then kind of admit defeat and give up. Michael Jordan, last dance, last yep. dance with the hair. Beautiful. Yeah, Poetic. Same, same, same exact thing. Yeah, that, I, that, I would say so. I think the equivalent. I, I would say so. It's a pretty remarkable journey we've been on so far. So, <laughs> in no better place in the world to end it than Daytona 500 Sunday. So, what a treat. Couldn't agree more. One month away, we'll definitely be taking pictures, videos, everything for you guys there. So, don't worry about not seeing our mullets because you will certainly see some nasty, nasty hair, nasty manes. It's going to not even just beyond us. We got some guys coming on this trip that are going to look. Nice. It's going to be a sight to behold. Air quotes. Nice. (laughs) Yes. Air quotes. Well, let's kind of jump into it here. Then Klon. Um, big NFL playoff weekend, something we look forward to every year. Um, but for me, this, this, this wild card year, eh, it was pretty boring games to watch. Um, you had the Raiders Bengals. That was probably the best game we, we saw Patriots bills bills scored on literally every possession. Buccaneers, Eagles, we already knew how that was going to go. Rob said the Eagles weren't serious. Obviously, you have to take his word for it. Niners and Cowboys, he nailed it. Niners, Cowboys was close at the end. Yeah. First three quarters were pretty hard to watch, unless you hate the Cowboys, which I also do, which is somewhat enjoyable. And just to kind of see the way they screwed it up at the end with Dak not being able to spike it, that was a little entertaining, but it took – Three quarters for it to be entertaining. Steelers, Chiefs, we knew how that was going to go. Yeah, no. And then, and then Rams, Cardinals. I thought this was going to be the best game of the week. Super Bowl but, picks uh, looking great, boys. Super Bowl picks yeah. looking great. Yeah. So, I mean, anything surprising here? Anything that stood out? No. I, well, I think my biggest takeaway from the weekend, I, I was the most surprising thing. I'm, I, I mean, I as a football fan, I don't think anybody should be thoroughly shocked by anything, but. Just personally, I thought the Patriots were better than that. Right. I mean, if you look at it from a very objective, you know, just take a step back and look at it, it's probably not surprising. But I don't know. I just thought Bill Belichick was going to give them a better game in Buffalo. I just I just assumed it. I was totally and utterly stunned to see that game play out that way. But like I said, I, I don't think it's to be surprising to the rest of the football world. I just – I don't know. I have a lot of respect. You just for thought the they put up a little better. Just a yeah, I just thought that fight. was going to be just a Bill Belichick night. Take down the Bills, show the NFL. Like, yeah, you guess what? They're, we're still relevant, and it's just not how that played out at all. So, got to give that was really cred- the, the only thing. Yeah, I got to give credit to the Bills too. I mean, scoring on literally every drive that doesn't happen too often, especially against a Bill right. Belichick defense. So I'd say exactly. my, my pick for the Bills in the Super Bowl is actually looking pretty decent right now. Like it took the Bills a little bit for the offense to really click again, even though there's still a top 10 offense. It's just not the number one offense we saw last year. But putting up 47 points, yeah, that, that's still the same offense. And I'm pretty sure the Patriots were the number two defense in the league, or at least the AFC at that time. So, yeah, I mean, the, there was nothing wrong with the Patriots defense. I don't know the number where they ranked up with everything. Nothing wrong. They gave they're not they're points. not like a slouch defense or anything. So, <laughs> well, last week they were. Yeah, well, it, they ended the season <laughs> on a pretty sour note. But yeah, I would if you're, I mean, if a, a Bills fan or you picked them win the Super Bowl, I would feel pretty good. I feel like that offense is hitting a a different level that that just 
not just last week, but I think they've played a little bit different football since that Patriots game where it was really cold and nasty in the regular season, you know, since losing to Jacksonville, like, yeah, but, but that team is way different than how they're playing right now. Like I wouldn't even compare them. So uh, yeah, yeah, I feel I'd, good about the bills. I'd probably say it's smart by Josh Allen and the bills to uh, start hitting their stride in the playoffs. That's for sure. Yeah, that, that's yeah. what they always say. At the right <laughs> time. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, wrapping it up for me, first thing I've noticed is how like, disappointing and mediocre the games were like i knew how the eagles bucks were gonna go like eagles aren't serious steelers chiefs steelers weren't serious it was just big ben's last ride i wanted a lot more out of the cardinals and kyler and that game honestly gave me ptsd vietnam flashbacks of just this viking season in general like it was just that was a hard game to watch and kyler man was he was just shook like I've never seen, or yeah. I probably have, but he was truly noticeably like out of his element for a decent amount of the game. He did not find any comfort. I mean, well, what they didn't, their longest play of the game until like almost halftime, wasn't it like six yards from scrimmage Jeez. or something? I mean, it was just stupid. I mean, yeah, but, yeah I, get, I, I get DeAndre Hopkins is out, but you're, I mean, that's still a uh, pretty high powered yeah. offense. Like Christian Kirk, um, their rookie. Well, James, what? James Connor back there. I mean, James Connor's scoring weapons all like, over. He's been scoring touchdowns all year. Chase Edmonds came back from injury. Like, not really lacking in talent. I mean, maybe no. top tier wide receivers, yeah. But you still have AJ Green, Christian Kirk, and I forgot who their first round pick was. But he's just this speedy yeah. guy, um, Rondale Moore or something like that. That's all, yeah, something like that sounds right. I don't remember his name either, but I know you're talking about. But yeah, I just hey, he burned the Vikings multiple times. So. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the guy. Yeah, um, yeah. Names are names are hard, but yeah, I just with that game that was also a shock. I guess. I mean, I didn't mention that right away with what was surprising. That was kind of surprising to me. I knew the Rams were were different. Obviously, not not to that extent, maybe. But yeah, I just didn't didn't see any life out of the Cardinals. And like you said, as a Vikings fan, you just kind of get some bad vibes for a little bit there. Like ooh. I knew seen like, some of these pictures before, like this I, looks kind I, of familiar. I knew within the second quarter that this Cardinals team was a cooked product. Like yeah, you brought JJ Watt back. Like he's back. He's fired up. And if the team doesn't get fired up about JJ Watt, then they're not going to win that game. That's why they scored yeah. 11 points. It was, just, it was just so disappointing, man. It was so hard to watch because that should have been a really, really good game considering who the Rams are and, what the Cardinals were at the beginning of the year, but just like last year, they started slipping at the end and that right. just translated into uh, the wild card playoff, which is the opposite of what the bills just did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I agree with you hundred percent. It's just one of those things. Yeah. That, that trend, you just kind of get stuck in that rut sometimes with teams. I mean, not that I've been in an NFL locker room before, but you just in sports in general, you can kind of feel that slide coming on mm-hmm. and, yeah, it just, you know, just Shit. kind of starts snowballing into what you saw on Monday night. So, yeah, maybe you feel pretty good. I feel better. I mean, the Rams are going to run the table here, but had to, had to get off on the right foot at least for sure. I got to give myself credit too, like a little pat on the back for calling that Niners-Cowboys game. That Niners team is gritty, dude. That I is had a that gritty well. team. I like them. I like them heading into the divisional round and – Maybe it is a little bit of bias. Maybe. Who knows? But heading into think. the 
heading into the divisional round, we we have 49ers, Cowboys, Bengals, Titans, Rams, Bucks, 49ers, Packers. Or yeah, 49ers, Packers, excuse there me. And then uh appreciate that. And then <laughs> Bills, Chiefs to round it out. So our two our picks for the Super Bowl are literally playing each other in the divisional round. Yeah, somebody's going home, or maybe both of us. <laughs> maybe both of us might go home here. <laughs> But that's uh, going to be our luck. The Rams are good. The Rams will win and the Bills will win. And then we'll <laughs> both be out. I mean, anything that sticks out to you in these rounds, I, I like the mash matchups here. Rams Bucks was, I think slug was a slug fest earlier this season. Bills Chiefs. You already know that's going to be a good game. 49ers Packers. I upset alert, upset alert. Aaron Rodgers is over against the Niners in the playoffs in his career. So just something that- I think this has potential to be one of the crazier weekends of playoff football we've seen. Like just in terms of matchups, like I'm gonna hold you to that. I I'm just I'm dead serious. I I think the Bengals shouldn't be favored to win or expected to win, but they could go in there and make some noise in Tennessee. Not yeah. thinking they're gonna win the game, but Eric I mean, Henry they, is is back, but he's been gone for how long? Right. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to doubt Derrick Henry because he's an absolute unit and, and a monster. That but... game just has a perfect storm to me. Like, like you just said, Derrick Henry coming back, like that just has a perfect storm of if, if since he can stop the run early, the Titans just aren't going to give up on it. And so they could just run themselves right out of the game by just not mm-hmm. moving the ball. And that's you're what's going to keep then, that then you're not scoring points. It. And then, right. I mean, with the as Bengals, obvious as that sounds like, yeah, sure, <laughs> stop their best player. You're going to win. Sure. But you know what I mean? Like just how running the ball works in football, you're just kind of limited in options, especially a guy like Derrick Henry, where you're not going to, not going to run committed, reverse and stuff. Where you're, you're Vikings committed to the run. First, exactly. first down, run exactly. it two yards, second down, run it third, third and five pass it. And then you have it deflected. Hundred percent. Yeah, I mean it's, that, that's a perfect storm for since it's a perfect team for Cincy to match up against if you can stop Derrick Henry. Like, and it makes perfect sense for them. I mean, for the Titans as well. Like, they haven't really. Sh- they got the number one seed, obviously, but before this, I mean, they beat the Texans by three, handled the Dolphins, beat the 49ers by three, lost the Steelers. So, I mean, without Derrick Henry, they're. Eh, eh. And right. then you add Derrick Henry, and they're pretty. They're the number one seed for a lethal. reason. Obviously, yeah. got to give them credit. Got to give them credit. Yeah. You, you don't well, just get to the number one seed for no reason. Exactly. And having Derrick Henry gone for that long, respect to them for still hanging on to that number one seed. But yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, it, in- it 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 could be a competitive game. It it could also, I mean, Tennessee could handle them and get them get take care of business by ten plus, but. This I don't definitely think it feels like, like a defensive. This is going to be exactly. a defensive game for sure. Yes. In the trenches game for sure. Yep. I think Joe Burrow struggles a little bit more this week than he did last week. Obviously, just a better team all around yeah. defensively. Like, just make it a little bit tougher for him. Like you said, low scoring, just grind it out kind of deal. But yeah, I think it should be closer than people think. I and mean, are people thinking Tennessee is going to run away with this? Because I, I, I wouldn't put that in the books at all. I, I would think just by looking at the odds, like the way people are leaning betting wise that yeah, Tennessee's a pretty heavy favorite. I think I hmm. saw him like minus two sixty or something to win pretty heavy, but it doesn't have, I mean, I don't see it that way. So I think who do you Cincinnati, got in this game then? I want to take Cincinnati so bad, but 
I, I don't think they're going to get it done. I do think they keep it a lot closer than people think, but ultimately mm-hmm. I just think Tennessee is just going to be too much, but closer than people think for sure. Like I do think it's going to be a close game. I'll t- oh, this one's, this one's really tough. Cause you got like a defense. It's always weird when you have a defensive minded team going up against an offensive minded team. This Bengals yeah, you offense. I feel like one of the two is going to give out. Yeah. Like something's exactly. going to give. This is, this is going to be, I feel it's going to be a slugfest either way, but it's either going to be a defensive battle or an offensive battle. Exactly. But it's always, it's going to be close throughout the entire game. I can't see either of these teams running away with it because they're just, I mean, I wouldn't call the Bengals or Titans elite as teams yet. Like if they're playing the chiefs, you're just like, yeah, the Bengals are going to give them a run, but the chiefs are definitely going to win this game. This is, this is a little different. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I just think, yeah, that respect level is a little bit different for Tennessee in comparison to the other top-tier teams in the AFC. But, yeah, no, I agree. I, I think it'll be close. It should be fun. I mean, like I said, this has the potential to be one of the best. It's, I mean, it's NFL playoff time. football. It's going to be good stuff, right. especially coming down something. to these these last, last few games, too. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Niners and Packers? I, I, know, I, where I, my th- I know where my thoughts are at. I, I'm trying to be as non-biased with this as possible. I think I really think San Fran's going to win the game. I mean, stri- I just mean that straight up. Like, I think they're just playing well right now. Defensively, they're tough. They handled the Cowboys last week. I mean, I know the Cowboys shot themselves in the foot a lot, but Cowboys were also the I, I top just think they match number one scoring really well. offense in the NFL. So, correct. There's that. I I just yeah. I think it's a good matchup for the Niners. I. I don't know. I, I just, there's something about it. I just think really straight up. It's, seriously. It's one of those gut gut games where you're just, yep. where you look at it and you're like, yeah, the Packers are the number one seed. They're doing great things. But if you, but like we mentioned before, if you look at their schedule, they've snuck out a lot of games. They snuck out a lot of those. And when yep. it comes down to playoff football, defense, defense is almost number one here almost number one and if you if the Niners bring it stop Aaron Rodgers Jimmy G's gonna do it I mean he's been to a Super Bowl so more recently than Aaron Rodgers has so he knows what it takes and he's he did it last week too he didn't like burn burn the lights out or anything he didn't go crazy but he does what he has to do to win the game exactly that's how I that's how I see this game going the Niners are going to do the things to win the game it if the nine the Niners to win this game, it's gonna be basically a carbon copy of their game last weekend. It's gonna be the exact like yep. play it out the exact same way. It's gonna look I, exactly the same. Could end up being 23-17 too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, seriously, it, it should look almost identical in uh, terms I'm of s- how that plays out. I'm saying 30-23 Niners for this one. Cause I don't see yeah. the Packers scoring what well, 17 or less. That's just, I agree with happen. you. It would have to be a little bit higher scoring just for the, for the sake of playing the Packers. But yeah, that score is not bad. I'd probably go, boy, I'd, I'd even go close. I'd say like 28, 24, Ooh. 24, 21, something like that. Like I just, it's going to be tight. There's never been a Niners Packers game that didn't involve drama. So I think we're right. in for a nice little treat here. It's it, it's gonna end up. It's gonna be one of those things where this will be the the one time all year, with less than a minute thirty left and no timeouts that Aaron Rodgers just doesn't get it done. Like they're just run out of time. Oh, so you're saying they give Rodgers time, but he doesn't finish the job? 
it, it, it's going to come down to something like that. I mean, it's going Ooh. to where it's going to be just, that'll be some true poetic justice right there. Just oh, enough. My God. I mean, yeah, that's it, incredible. It, it, just, it feels like that. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I could be dead wrong, but I, I just have that feeling like that's exactly how this is going to go. Uh, how about Niners bucks? So you picked the, the Rams or Rams bucks, excuse me. There you picked go. the Rams to go to the Super Bowl. I picked the bucks to represent the Super Bowl for the NFC. How do you see this going out? Because this one, I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea how this would play out. Both teams are kind of wildly inconsistent. And yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't know what to expect out of this. It feels like it's going to be a lower scoring game than we think, even though the offenses are obviously very high powered. But because the defenses know that those offenses are high powered, they're gonna they they know they have to bring it. So I think that this is gonna yeah. be a little lower scoring uh, than we actually think. I this might sound crazy. I don't think the offenses on either of these two teams are quite as good as we hold them to. Yeah, they have the names. I I do. I would give o- OBJ the edge. is picking up. I would little- give the edge to the Rams for the sake of Odell playing really well right now. Um. But I, catches I, like I, a touchdown a game at this point. Yeah, I, exactly. So I, I do think, I do think the Rams have the edge just for the sake that if their defense plays at the level like they played Monday night or even re- relatively close to that, I just think, yeah, that their offense will be enough to get them over the hump. And that's that's kind of where I'm leaning too, because the Rams, I mean, they have all the names on defense: Donald, Ogletree. Ramsey, literally, you can name them all, and they're all top tier yeah. players. Yeah, they did bring Eric Weddle out of retirement, but that's pretty cool because I'm a big Eric Weddle guy. <laughs> Fun to see him out there again. Yeah, they, they they even mentioned on the broadcast like how little he played just because they didn't need him out there. Like just, just having there that he's just kind of there right now. So, you, but, so you, yeah, I don't know how this is. I mean, like, how do you see Matt Staff- Matt Stafford has been on or he's been off? Is this an on or off game? I think it's just a recency bias for me that he looked good Monday. So therefore I'm going to say he looks, he's going to look good on Sunday. Um, Again, like you said, could, could flip the coin and be awful, but I just think he plays well enough for them to do it. Um, I think this as is... bad as it sounds, I hate to bring this up. I think Tom, like a guy like Tyler Johnson for the box just hasn't had enough reps all year, just for the sake of how many receivers they've lost lately. <laughs> with Antonio Brown and everything. I don't think he looks as comfortable with Tom Brady as like an Antonio Brown would have. Mm-hmm. So, but Antonio Brown Tampa flipped Bay off the crowd and took off his shirt. So he's gone. Yeah. I'm <laughs> sure. He's, he's so we have a slight anyway, problem. But Houston. Yeah. I mean, they're, we have a problem. Locker room wise, wise they probably don't miss him. No, I'm sure he was quite but, the character, but oh, I'm, yeah. I, I mean, just just for pick's sake, I'll take the Buccaneers. I don't really have a reason behind it besides I picked them at the beginning of the year. I guess Tom Brady, and that's about it. Tom Brady. That's and, all you, I and, mean, and, as bad as it sounds, it's what all you need sometimes is yeah, just drop a, his name and off you go. But to Tom Brady and solid defense that'll that'll get the job done. So I'm taking the Bucks here. I I'm not going to give can, us. I'm not going to give a score Stafford though. Over. This this could this nah, feels like it could be overrated. Yeah, this could be like a 20 to 17 type of game. I could see it or like a 35 30 type of game. I have no idea. I think it's going to stay lower scoring. I 
lower scoring than the other NFC game. Actually, I think I would say, like you said, probably around that 20 to 17 range, but yeah, I just think if, if the bucks and that probably favors the bucks, to be honest with you, if they can keep it lower scoring, it's better for them just for the sake of staying yes. in it. But if, if the Bucks secondary can pick Stafford off once or twice, maybe get a fumble out of them or something, you're, you're talking all you need to win the game right yeah. there. But, I, yeah. That's, that's what it's going to come that, you know what, the way you put that, that's what it's going to come down to for this game specifically, who makes yep. less mistakes. Exactly. Yep. Whoever what, what makes less mistakes, this less. game is going to win this game because 100%. they're pretty evenly matched the Rams have the names. They have a, probably a little more talent, especially considering their defense with Donald being three-time defensive player of the year. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely with you there. Uh, whoever is making the most mistakes is definitely going to come out of this game. Yep. No, you're not going to sneak away Rams bucks. If you start, if you make mistakes, because either no. Tom Brady is going to take advantage of it or Sean McVay and the Rams are going to take advantage of it. Yeah. The inevitable rant. Yeah. They'll just run you over. Exactly. Nice. Nice. And then last game, Bill's chiefs, two teams that scored 40 plus points last week. I think they're going to break this. They're going to break the scoreboard in Kansas city. I think they're going to run all the, run all the numbers to put up there. Even with the bills, number one defense. I see. I really do think the Chiefs are playing particularly well on offense. They're starting to kind of hit that mojo again that you've seen from Mahomes in Travis the last Kelsey couple of years. Is something else, man. Whenever Patrick they're, they're Mahomes nuts, is in trouble, somehow Travis Kelsey is wide open after yeah, the play. After he's scrambling out of the pocket, he's improvising things of that nature. Then he tosses it across his, his way down the field. Yeah, he'll tie Mahomes will toss it across his body, and all of a sudden Travis Kelsey comes down with the ball, and there's not a play, not a defensive player within 10 yards of him. So he can just walk into the end zone or gain it, get an extra 20 yards after the catch. Yeah. I, I just think that's kind of the, that's the stride they're hitting again. It just looks familiar. You know what I mean? Watching the game last night, I just felt like it was the chiefs from the last couple of years. Like, Oh, they're back now. So playing at home. So it's so I'm feeling, I'm feeling your vibes. Is it going to, so it sounds like one of those games where, like the teams score right away and then they just ditch defense for the rest of the game. I think whoever has the ball last is going to win because they're just going to keep scoring. Nice. Yeah. I, I, those things. The, this one, I mean, we're going to see this rivalry for quite some time now. Bill's Chiefs, they're so. going to, they're, they're going to meet in the playoffs many, many times for the next 10 years. So this is going to be just another chapter uh, in this book of Bill's Chiefs because I know they're going to see each other almost every playoffs now, especially if they're scoring 40 plus points in the playoffs. Uh, I, I'm going to take the bills in this one, obviously, because it was my AFC pick at the beginning of the year, but the chiefs, they know what they're doing. They've been here. Mahomes won a Super Bowl. He went to a Super Bowl last year. He knows what it takes at this point. And honestly, I, when it comes down to NFL playoffs and maybe any playoffs in general, the the people the players who have the most experience or have seen how it goes are really vital to these runs. Agreed. Yeah, it, it's all about that that added that added element to your team and having that. But yeah, I, if you're a Bills fan or like the city of Buffalo in general, oh my it, god! Like you just relating this to like Vikings fan, you just you want to win this one. 
there's something about this one. It's like kind of playing the Saints. We just want to get over that hump, get over that hump, beat that team finally to get past that. And I think that's where Buffalo's at with this. Oh, like you you want Buffalo, this one a little bit more than the rest of them. You if, want this. If Buffalo beats Kansas City, I don't think there's a shirt that's worn in Buffalo that night. Or a table that stands on four legs afterwards. No, yeah, there's they, no they, chance. Everything. Walmarts are going to be scraping for tables it's it's yeah, gonna be Bill, tables. They, if they win it's bill's mafia to the moon because i do you, do you kind of see this as the afc championship whoever comes out of this is going to the super bowl because they're playing the winner of bengals titans i i would yeah i would i would probably well i would call it that i do think whoever wins this game is going to be favored to win the next one just regardless of who wins that tennessee cincy game but yeah i i guess getting into predictions i think the Bills are going to win. I do think that, like you said, that defense is good. I do think it's going to be a shootout, but it is going to take that one or two plays that a defense just has to come up with in this kind of game, whether it be a couple sacks, a couple interceptions, whatever. This just could, a, this just could enough. be that game. I mean, the Bills are yep. the number one the number one defense in the league. Like they've, they I mean, it could come down – seriously, like it could come down to a linebacker making a tackle on a third and nine – to keep a team a yard short. You know what I mean? Like it's going to be, it could be something very small. that doesn't look like much that might be the difference for an offense, an offensive game like this. I just think it's just going to be lights out. So I, I lean towards the bills though. I just think they're just the better team, but yeah, I, earlier it, the, it could be a toss up. And they did play each other earlier this year, uh, October 10th bills did win that game 38 to 20 in Kansas city. So, Hey, they prove they prove they can win there. Can win my, I guess, just thinking about that, I kind of forgot that game was in KC, but what I would say to that is, I think that, Kansas City. That was also the Rams. during that was also during Mahomes' really bad interception streak too. Exactly, really uh, cold interception streak that we never expected from him. He's come back from that. He's cut down the turnovers. Hundred percent. I think the that Kansas city team looks a lot different now than it did in October. Like, I think they're, they're just playing and the names haven't really changed besides Jarek McKinnon shout out the jet, but oh yes, shout the jet. But I just think they're playing so differently. They're getting back but, to their ways. I would say. Yes. All right. Well, from the playoffs, uh, two little Vikings talk here, Vikings, they're on the couch for this playoffs. We all know that. But they've had a lot of work to be done. Um, interviewing for GMs, coaches. We won't really go over the GMs because I don't know, you, there's just not much out there about them. You just got to trust whoever we We'll make we news hire. about them when they pick somebody. Right. We'll make news when they pick somebody. But for coaching, that's definitely, definitely a different side of the spectrum here. Uh, so the Vikings had plenty of interviews so far. Uh, Bucks. Defensive coordinator Todd Bowles, Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett, Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn, who has been to a Super Bowl, but hmm, he's also had he's also had some really iffy times. Uh, Niners defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryan's, Cowboys offensive coordinator Kellen Moore, Eagles defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon. And then both coordinators for the Rams, offense and defense. So we interviewed Kevin O'Connell and then Rams defensive coordinator, Raheem Morris. 
So we got a lot of moving parts here, Klon. I don't really expect a decision to come anytime soon because the Vikings no. did announce they prefer to pick the GM first. Um, any, but any names sticking out to you here? Um, yeah, uh, some stick out for positive reasons. Some stick out for negative reasons. I really hope we're not picking Dan Quinn or um, Kellen Moore. I really hope it's not a cowboy guy that's coming up here. <laughs> I mean, you can you can take three out of the occasion right right away. Packers, uh, Nathaniel Hackett because he he coached the Packers. Just let's not deal with that. Well, he my argument def- for him is. <laughs> All they do is run. No bias included. Devontae Adams. I mean, I, our offense isn't built like Aaron Rodgers is. So yeah, I don't want we, him either. So yeah, and then you can take out Dan Quinn because he's I don't know. He's a wild card for me. He's a total wild card. Twenty-eight to three. That's all I got to three. say. And then you can take out the Eagles defensive coordinator because we don't want an Eagles coach on this team, just because out of spite. <laughs> I don't know the Eagles. We've interviewed. I don't want to get into the GM that we've interviewed like one or two people from Philly for the GM spot and a coach. The Eagles aren't good. What, why? I don't, I don't understand where this is coming from. I, yeah. I mean, I guess they made the playoffs, but well, I mean, well, nothing really stood out about the Eagles defense that, that I remember from throughout the season, at least. I did. I don't understand where the love is coming from for these guys to get interviews. To be honest with you, I don't get it. If we pick anybody from that organization, I don't. I don't. I don't understand. Doug Peterson and Nick Foles literally aren't in the organization anymore. Those are the two biggest proponents of that team winning a Super Bowl. On top like, of that, the the Eagles have the uh, 18th ranked off or defense. Excuse me, 18th ranked defense in the league. Doesn't it doesn't add up to me that we would want them i don't understand the love for getting these interviews unless we just need to fill a quota to interview so many people and we just invited them in but Mm -hmm. i don't i genuinely don't get it i don't understand the eagles people coming in here i I don't want them i don't get it i think it's stupid whatever getting into the positive side of things while you're still looking i think raheem morris from the rams is phenomenal i think he's just a really good like personality guy i hope we hire two good coordinators on top of that don't get me wrong but i would like to see him in a head coaching i wouldn't be upset with the vikings taking him i should say even um, with all the talent they have on on la though i mean they have yeah the i mean we don't have a three-time reigning dominant defensive player of the year or jalen ramsey or an alec i we have the line but i guess we have our eric i mean Kendricks we have and- a good defense it's gonna look a little different next year obviously with the salary cap taking shape the way it is but mm-hmm. i mean coaches got to have players but doesn't that concern you at all though too, like like that's an absurd amount of talent doesn't that concern it is, you oh I, I mean yeah sure this year does but aaron donald winning defensive player three defensive player of the year three years ago they weren't this team three years ago you know what i mean i just it's like a tom brady bill belichick like one makes the other but it's not one it's not a one-way street you know they kind of help each other in a way so i would like to think he has something to do with those guys being as good as they are but but yeah i do get what you're saying i mean jalen ramsey's a a, a traded in product von miller not somebody they drafted obviously um i'm forgetting names right now but eric weddle obviously hasn't really played yet for him but just another guy they brought in but they they do have guys they've drafted and produced you know they're not just signing 
they're not just playing trading signing whatever right yeah. so I, I would I, like to see him i he's probably my guy right now if i could pick anybody i was also when i read off D'Amico ryan's i was like I've heard this name. I swear to God, this guy was a player in the league before. Turns out he is. Turns out he's a linebacker for Houston and Philly. Um, I'm kind of like, I mean, last, last couple of shows, you heard it. I'm a big fan of the 49ers defense. They have a real gritty type of play style. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. And I know a lot of people are saying, go offense, go offensive coordinator, do that because we saw what happened with the defensive coordinator as head coach and D'Amico Ryans could, I mean, he certainly could be a different beast. We, we saw news come out that Zim maybe didn't have the best relationships with his players. This guy's a former player. He knows, he knows he played literally through 2006 to 2015. So he's seen and been with teammates and he's only 37 years old. Like I like what he brings to the table. Not Not even talking about the 49ers defense, how stout that has been. Because, I, yeah, I get they have their Nick Bosa's and others on the team, but, I mean, once Daniil Hunter comes back, my God, right? Yeah, you would think it's a pretty similar picture. He wouldn't be I – wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset with him either. And, you know, you were kind of hinting at, do the Vikings want to go with an offensive-minded head coach? And I, I don't think that's that important if you're a Vikings fan. I don't think we should be that worried. Or if you're the Vikings in general – I would say we need a really good offensive coordinator, but we need. Yeah, you just have to have a head coach that's open to doing things on offense. That's where our problem was. Zim just didn't want to do a lot of that stuff. Just said, give it to Calvin on second, first, second, and third down. I'm I'm sure he would have done that if there wasn't people in between saying, no, we probably have to throw this on third and eight. Yeah. And I mean, (laughs) we didn't have the greatest offensive coordinator this year anyway, which wasn't helping, which I mean, not every team does. You just got to find a guy that, is willing to do those new creative things and is smart about it. You know, you can't just yeah. hire a, your you friend's just, kid to run the offense and run it into the ground and can't burn be the house so, down. Yeah. And you can't just be so against all of these new trends in the offense of world of football. And I don't get gotta, that. You gotta be different what, what, than that. That's gotta be a pride thing. Cause a little bit, I think it is. I mean, yeah. if you want to, if you want to win, you have to adapt. You can't just keep doing the same things. And if you're just right. going to keep running the ball, running the ball, running the ball, running the ball, people catch on to it, and then you start losing games. Okay. We have yep. a running back. We have a top tier wide receiver too, and we're getting Irv Smith Jr. back next year. Yep. So some we should be able to make a little something something out of this. You just have to rely on them picking the right guy. And I do, and on top of D'Amico Ryans, I also really like Kevin O'Connell just because I know I'm, I know Sean McVay is probably calling the plays there and him and Stafford are going back and forth. But as the offensive coordinator, Sean McVay is not going to have some slouch that he hired. He's not going to be a slouch. Right. Young guy runs the Stafford OBJ cup offense, doesn't really have a running back. They have Cam Akers just came back from an Achilles tear, which is crazy because he tore it this year. Yeah, that is wild to me. That's nuts, dude. How do you do that's that's crazier than AP coming back from his ACL surgery. I can't even remember how long it took him, but an Achilles, dude, that's like a borderline career ending injury. And he came back in 12, like less than less than a year this year. 
during the season. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah, that is modern Marvel. I mean, yeah, it's, it's AP ask with that ACL, but yeah, it's uh, I would be okay with O'Connell. My argument for that too is, I mean, he's just he's in the room with McVay. You know, like they go through coaches' meetings. It's not like it's not like these head coaches sit their coordinators down in meetings and hide a bunch of stuff from them. You right. Know? Everyone's got to be on the same page, especially if like you're. He's a good learning team. all of Sean McVay's stuff. It's just, can he run it himself in a room of people? Can he teach it to people? Can he understand it? I mean, obviously, these guys are in the NFL for a reason. They're not complete idiots. Like, they'll be able to figure it out. I, I wouldn't be so worried about hiring him either. I don't think that's a big red flag or anything. No, nah, I mean, so. especially with being in the the program and the system that he's in. I mean. It's a great, it's a great system, great program. They've been scoring a lot of points, and that's what we need to see from this offense consistently. Not every other week, not every two weeks. Consistency. Yes, and just not being afraid to do stuff like you know, throwing the ball downfield, rolling Kirk out, all that stuff. We've talked about it for 18, 19 weeks now. Like, just got to want to do that stuff. And we just need a coach that wants to do that. So that's where my basket, you know, my eggs for putting them in any of these candidates baskets. That's, that's what I'm looking for. I just want somebody that's not afraid to take shots. I, I don't even care what coach it is. It doesn't matter. Take shots, be a player's coach. Yep. Like be you don't aggressive. have to do, you really don't have to do much with this team. Just got to be a, an offensive mind. That's open to, other options, other plays, other schemes. Mm -hmm. Agreed, hundred percent. It's it's just time for the Vikings to join the NFL in two thousand twenty <laughs> plus. You know, it, it's time for the Vikings to join twenty fifteen and and greater. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Maybe not even twenty twenty. It was probably a while ago. But yeah, get with the times. Yeah. Seriously. All right. Do you want to toss this to break, or should we just rock the rest of this out? We can we can just keep rocking. All right, all right, let's do it then. Keep rocking. Next up, peace of my mind. The best. I I have a really good. I have a good one for me because this does bother me a lot. Klon, do you want to go first, or should I just rip this? I well, you seem pretty fired up. Just go ahead, and take the reins, get after all it right. here. All right, this is this is a just like a I don't understand this. But people obsessing over celebrity couples. We're going outside of sports again. Oh every every time there's a celebrity breakup, there's people around the world in shambles. What do you, what are you sad about? Your your direct life did not change. You're upset about these two people that broke up that you don't even know. I don't understand. It it blows my mind. Like, oh no, I can't believe it. Who cares? Your life didn't change. Nothing happened. It's just life, dude. Breakups happen. So, sorry, sorry, Ben Affleck and and uh, or no, no, sorry, A Rod and Jennifer Lopez broke up. I was just trying to figure that out. I can't remember her name. Sorry, oh but it happens. That's what happens. That's life. Don't let it affect your life. Don't let it affect your direct life. Don't let your day get worse because these people broke up. Don't think about it. It's not worth it. There's nothing worth it. It's a celebrity couple. They're probably ego-driven anyways. Like, even though I'm sure they post wholesome stuff on social media, 
Uh, yeah, whatever. So Come does everybody on else, apparently. Yeah. Don't just chill out, man. It's not a big deal. Your life is okay. Just don't worry about it. Don't yeah. let this affect your life, dude. It's a it's two people that you don't even know. Oh God, dude, that just fires me up. Like, oh, the the bachelor couple this year broke up. Who cares? I don't care. The bachelorette couple broke up. I don't care. No one cares. That's their life. Let them do whatever. Obviously, they broke up for a reason. They're probably happier because they broke up because otherwise they would have stayed together. Pretty simple logic. I don't know. Maybe, Maybe I'm getting too simple, but that's how I work. The vibes aren't there. Gotta cut ties. Relationship advice with Yost right there. Drawn in the sand. I could go on for hours. <laughs> Should I start my own relationship podcast? Well, God, it would last about eight seconds because there's about one piece of advice you got. It, it would, it right would just there. be me preaching to the choir. <laughs> I I do like, just to hit on this for a second, I do think stuff, I, I don't even know what celebrity couples you may have seen in the last months to trigger this. Like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Kanye Kim? I know what you're talking about the concept, but I don't even know what's been going on. So Kanye and Kim. No, okay. Like, is that Pete, what this? Oh, Pete okay. David's, Pete people are upset. Pete All right, now Davidson's it's full involved, and it's just like these are celebrities. They have so much money; it doesn't matter. They don't care. I mean, do you think you Kim that Kardashian much... cares what you think? Do you like, think Kim gives an actual fuck if you show her remorse for her breakup? No, she's not going to see the message because she has four hundred billion Twitter followers. I like, just think. Don't a let lot this affect people, your life. <laughs> and I'm not trying to sit here and take a stab at pop culture or anything. I just think celebrities like that, they're so ego-driven. And I'm, I'm really not trying to get too far into this, but they're so ego-driven. You see this all the time. What What is the divorce rate or breakup rate amongst Hollywood celebrities? It's got to be like 75%, if not way higher. And and think I would about almost it. Shoot how, like and, and think about for publicity purposes, how many of them are hiding their shitty relationships just to get right. extra PR? Right. It's it's yeah. It's, I just some of the some of it ends up being a publicity stunt too. It's like who the Kim cares? Kardashian, what? Chris Humphreys thing from a long time ago. It's like the only one I remember. But shout out, what they're what out, they're, Minnesotan right there. But their their marriage lasted sixty days or something. It was <laughs> stupid. And there are people broken up about that. People are like, oh, my God, who? Yeah, I freaking cares. such a waste of time to me. Like, I don't even a lot of that stuff lasts minutes. Why, why are you it's, investing your emotions so worthless. into, into yeah. people that don't know you? Who cares? Yeah, I maybe said that Whatever. about 400 times within the last 30 seconds. But my God, but like, it's true. I mean, what, find something else to invest your time in. <laughs> seriously it's it's not worth your emotional expense to invest no, your emotions right. into a celebrity couple of all things exactly all about unless perspective it's, unless it's like unless it's like something like jim and pam helpert from the office like if they actually ended up together in real life and then broke up low-key devastating or like hermione and ron <laughs> from harry potter like if they immediately dated justifies life, why it's okay to feel exactly what he just ripped on look Good it's sales pitch, Yost. I don't, you Look, just totally ruined your argument. Look, here's the thing. If it's so, <laughs> imagine if, <laughs> and this is the only two. Ex- <laughs> this is the only two exceptions. 
<laughs> if it was Jim Helper and Pam Helper dating in real life and they broke up, and then Hermione and Ron dating in real life and they broke that's up. Still now, that's the those are the only exceptions. That, that's the you biggest be gripe I have with that. Harry Potter. But that never happened. I mean, those those two dating just never happened. So we don't have to worry about it. That Yeah, I could go on a piece of my mind segment about that relationship and Harry Potter just of being a fresh Potter head. But whatever. I get what you're saying, but no. Ron was soft for the first seven movies. That's all I got to say. Pull the trigger. That's the worst. Oh, whatever. The, the storytelling of that relationship next week. is worthless. Next next week. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, my piece of my mind is going to be next week. I'll write that down right now. But who do you, what do you got this week? Mine this week, just to bring it back to the sports world. Um, this, I, I don't really know who this goes to. There's probably a weird range of people, but anybody that blames the refs for the ending of the Dallas Cowboys Niners game with the clock running out and the ref running up to touch the ball and set it. That's Dak's fault, and, dude. Hand the ball to the ref. And, I, and I'm sure I'm, I'm, I'm probably speaking or a lot of people listening to this, I should say, probably agree with me, but I still got to get this off my chest just because I've seen too many people on the internet complaining. If you blame the refs or if you're Dak and you blame the refs, you just don't get football, do you? Like, you don't understand. I was watching that game live and watching them do that. I was blown away that they even, like, as soon as Dak started running, it's like, wow, this is a crazy choice. And it was a design play. Like, they were trying to do this. Mm -hmm. And he ran at least 10 yards too far. I mean, oh, yeah, way absolutely. too far. Like, Absolutely. I get what they were trying to do, and that's a cute idea if you have extra time for that and you're a little bit closer. I don't think you gain that much getting from the – they were probably, what was it, just about dead on the 50, and they got to maybe – they would have been inside the 35 if the clock didn't run out, but they had, didn't have enough. It was They weren't even close. But there's just not enough to gain for 10 yards. Like, if Dak can't throw the ball 50 yards in the air – you don't deserve to win anyway. Like the, the Hail Mary shouldn't work. Well, yeah. And all, also don't play like crap for the first three quarters. Yeah, it's not the it, ref's it fault. It was a freaking, yeah, a series of things you could look at. But I mean, yeah, the, no, just if you go my mind to anybody that thinks the Cowboys got screwed, like you just don't get it. The ref had to touch the ball. Dak ran too far. It was a stupid play call. That's why I don't want Kellen Moore. Stupid play call. The ref has touched the ball. Dak handed it to his center as if it was flag football in your backyard. And the center is just going to set the ball down and snap it again. Like, what are you doing? In high school, the ref has to touch the thing. You don't just get yeah, to dude. set it down and go again. They don't just decide, like, oh, yeah, you're good. Like, it's fine right there. Go ahead. It's just stupid. Like, nothing about that made sense. Nothing worked. And you lost. I mean, it was the dumbest way to end the game. Like, if you're the Cowboys, you <laughs> that's, could have, that's why I like, say it wasn't, like, the most exciting game because we are – if he would have got that off, if he would have got that off and spiked the ball with one second left, I probably would have changed my opinion because we got one last play. But they, but they could have had two of them. They could, yeah, they could have had, had two of them. They ten plus second, they had two hail marys. You throw two of them. Yeah, you could throw I, the ball twice at the end zone. Just throw it out of the back of the end zone. If CD Lamb jumps up or Amari Cooper jumps up, tips it back in, and you catch it, great. It flies I, out of the back of the end zone and it's incomplete. You try it again. I you wouldn't two chances and you just threw them away. It was so stupid. I wouldn't put it all on Kellen Moore because, well, who's I'm the guy? Kidding. I mean, Mike McCarthy sucks too, whatever. I mean, who's the guy with the ball? Dak. 
Who's the yeah, guy? Right. Well, yeah, you would think play, $40 million Dak. a year could get you somebody to make the right play there. But Dad, apparently that doesn't work either. Dak has to know what he has to do if that play is called. You have, if you're going to. didn't even know how to get the ball to ref. He handed it to his center. Yeah. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. See, if they, yeah. And that's where it comes down to the point. If the coaches didn't let him know that, that's definitely on them. But oh, Dak being as seasoned. Call that when you're in high school, you got to hand it to the ref. But yeah, as Dak being as seasoned in the league as he is, you'd expect him to act like to know that you have to know, you have to know that you have you to do. give the ball. Yeah, to there's the no excuse. There, there's absolutely no. There, there's no coach in the world that should have to tell Dak Prescott that he has to do that. That's on Dak. Yeah, and, and the, they just and didn't do it right. They didn't that's do why. It. That's that's why I'm putting this on Dak because he should have known. You got to give the ball to the ref, and you got to slide at a decent time. Yeah, he ran the, way the too ref, far. The ref, the ref I mean, isn't it? Once is, he crossed the forty, it was over. Like there was just not enough time. And you got to keep in mind, the ref isn't a twenty-five-year-old athlete. Right. This yeah. is like a fifty-year-old dude just hobbling down the field. C.D. Lamb doesn't get the ref at the same too. time and run with him. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. Like, yeah, then, it's just then he hands stupid. the ball to the center, doesn't give it to the ref, and then and the game. center, the center had the audacity to just set it up and get ready to snap. Oh, it. you already, you already know the, the ref center like was rips like, it out of his hand and moves it six inches. It's just like, oh my god, you idiots! You already you know the center was just going with it. He was like, yeah, he just there's like five seconds left. Oh, he's like, go. yeah, he was just like, I have no idea what's happening, but I, <laughs> no all I know is we gotta spike this motherfucking ball right Ref's now. Never the center's never ended the, a play with the ball in his hand before, so he has no idea what's going on. Yeah, you're gonna hand the ball to the center <laughs> first time in his you, career. You expect him to know what's happening. <laughs> I blame Jerry Jones too. I mean, everybody, all of them doesn't matter. The cheerleaders too, like give give it the Dallas franchise as a whole just take took a fat every out. single fan in that stadium wearing a blue star or white star yeah you all deserve it you y'all all deserve it every Throwing single one Texas of you twang worthless I, I, uh, so I, I worked up about that afterwards like that was number one it was so stupid to do it and the number two pe- dallas fans are blaming the refs as if that was the mistake there number all of that number three as casual fans that robbed us at of a really intense ending. It was just, oh, two, two Hail Marys. Okay. You had two chucks yeah. and you'd wasted it. Two chucks. Nice job, Cowboys. We won't miss you. <laughs> nope. All right. Let's round out the show here with random Minnesota athlete of the week. You betcha. You want to go first or should I go first? I, I was, I was going to go based on who we picked, but I know who we picked and they're both very similar. So I guess it doesn't really matter. I'll go first, actually, because I'm it. pretty. I, I'm surprised. Mostly, I'm pretty worked up about this because I, I almost feel bad that we let this guy go so far. To be honest with you, through the show, like we haven't. I agree. Him earlier, um, but going with a little bit of a baseball theme. Not really in baseball season. There's not really anything going on baseball wise. But we'll keep it. We'll, we'll um, keep the baseball in our mind, though. Yeah, we're, we're gonna keep things fresh at least. Make sure it's we're, we're still remembering it's a sport. The Twins do still exist. I'm going with Lou Ford, Lou. former Minnesota Twin, kind of, I, I don't know what you really call him, utility player kind of thing, a slash like outfielder, outf- I guess, primarily. Yeah, he's an outfield um, utility guy or something. Outfield, yeah, looks like, yeah, basically DH and outfield, going through his stats here. Um, <laughs> he had a six-year major league career, came up with the Twins 2003. He only played six years in the league? Yep. Yeah, kind of kind of surprising. I thought he bounced around longer, but he played five years. The bulk of his career was with the Twins. You wouldn't 
really yeah. remember him with anybody else. Home. He spent his age 26 season through age 30 season with the Twins, kind of a late bloomer. Um, his best season, I guess, statistics-wise, just looking through this, was in 2004. He was basically a primary, primary starter for the Twins. That He played in 154 games. Oh, yeah. He had 560 at-bats. Um, just quick stats. He ended up hitting 299 that year with 15 home runs, 72 RBIs. Fun fact, he actually finished 24th that season in MVP voting, so that's kind of sweet. Wow, um, where, where did you find that? <laughs> baseball reference, man. This site has everything. Cite, cite your sources. High school taught us well. Shout out Baseball um, Reference. Shout out Baseball Reference. But yeah, age 27 season was good for Lou. Um, he also was pretty decent in 2005 that next year, and then after that, just a low 220s hitter. Um, did resurface in 2012 for the Baltimore Orioles. He ended up playing in 25 games that year, hit below 200, nothing really worth mentioning there. Um, but yeah, yeah, he, uh, grounded into 15 double plays in that 2004 season as well. So kind of a, a black eye on that season. That's probably what kept him out of the, the top five in MVP voting, but yeah, <laughs> probably should um, have been number one in our hearts. Yeah. I think he should have won it, but yeah, Lou Ford, always, a, always a fan favorite. It felt like, it felt like he was at the twins. Just he was a great because he was years. a gritty I, I guy. He was here for like twelve years. He didn't yeah. do anything special. He just played baseball hard. And yes. as Minnesota fans, we respect any dude who plays and puts his heart out there. Yeah. So yeah, Lou Ford always a always a fun fun guy to have around. But yeah, short lived career. But yeah, definitely remembered in uh, in Twins territory. Yeah. Well, well, let's keep it in baseball here. Actually, a teammate of Lou Ford's in two thousand four. Um, actually, I just figured out that he also finished 24th in MVP voting in two, 2009. So Sick. that must be last. That must be like where they stopped keeping track. If you got like <laughs> one vote, you must finish 24th or something. I, or I if just, just want, a final. If you're just on the ballot or something, he's 24 of 26. Ooh. I just want to know who voted for him. Right. Cause I need to give that guy a handshake. A new favorite baseball writer, whoever voted for these guys. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So if you haven't figured it out by now, which I don't think you have, it's Jason Kubel, Kubzy, the legend, the man, the myth. He just exasperated Minnesota, even though he's from South Dakota, but he had the beard. He had the the dad bod. Like he was rocking everything, Minnesota. And he was sick too. He was obviously we remember the Yankees grand slam against Mariano Rivera, but I swear to God, this freaking guy's hit like, like 300 grand slams. It, I think it's interesting that you bring him up because I think the most memorable, it, it's kind of funny. We talk about a lot of these guys. I can't remember one particular thing they all do. I can't remember one thing Lou Ford did, but Jason no. Kubel hitting that grand slam. It's funny. It's a grand slam again to complete the cycle against oh, the Eagles yeah. and the Metrodome. People forget. That just burnt into my brain forever. I remember like that watching play that alone game too. Is just stuck. I remember watching that game too, and he just launched it right field, right over that oh, giant, deep. yeah, it was giant wall. Like, and I, I remember I was watching with my dad too, and Koobsy. I mean, he was just my favorite player at the time. Like, I was a big Koobsy guy over mm-hmm. Morneau, Mauer, all those guys. Koobsy just resonated with me. And hitting that grand salami to finish off the, the cycle, legendary. Hitting a grand slam off of Mariano Rivera. Put him in the Hall of Fame. My God. Retire the jersey. Yeah. It would be interesting. But, 
we'll have to dig into the stat for next time. I'll write it down. How many grand slams Mariano Rivera gave up? It Jason can't be Google more. It can't one. be more than three or four. I need to see how many grand slams Jason Kubel actually hit. Yeah, we I swear to God, he hit one at least show. one. I swear to God, he hit one or two a year. I mean, yeah, both of the things we both memories we just brought up as highlights of his in our grand slams. So it's it, there's got to be it's a few burned more. in our mind. But yeah, eight, eight so. solid years in Minnesota. Eight years of enjoying this this borderline Minnesotan. Hit two sixty nine for the team. Uh, home runs. He ended up hitting 105 only with the twins. I feel like it's closer to like 250 for some reason. Yeah, and 85 but he was, of he was more of a DH. Slams. He was always more of a DH guy anyways. So he wasn't really playing. He wasn't range roving the outfield. We he, didn't really want that at all. <laughs> it felt like for a couple of those years with the twins too, he was more of a, like a national league pinch hitter than he was like an everyday player. I know he Definitely, was every day yeah. for a few years, but it, there was a, a, a couple of years in there where it was just kind of like he'd sprinkle in every once in a while. You'd see him pinch hit or something, but yeah, the most, so maybe the that's most why games his numbers he, are a little bit lower. Most games he ended up playing in a season is a uh, 146 with us. So he still wasn't playing every day. He was yeah. Still, I think he was, he was basically a full-time DH for a while. He was our, yeah. our full-time DH. <laughs> yeah. But I can't, I mean, just watching this guy over the years, it was just so much fun to watch him especially in the middle of that real twins prime years with Johan, Frankie, Kubzi, Morneau, Maurer. I'm not sure. Uh, we were still looking th- for a third baseman at the time. He had like Luis Castillo at second. We bounced like a that. different third baseman through that lineup every single year. It felt like, every, like oh my God. Shout out Joe Creedy. I was going to say the years of Joe Creedy and Corey Koski leaving really kind of killed us. That kind of put, that set this whole thing into motion. We just couldn't find a third baseman. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Danny Valencia was in there for a while. Jason oh, yeah. played third I, a little I bit. I had a jersey. Yeah. I had I had Valencia's jersey, and then I found out he was like a total head case. So then I was he like, was oh, A-Rod, damn, that stinks. Like, wanted to be A-Rod Jr., yeah, and he was not A-Rod Jr., yeah. Yeah, yeah. But Koobsy, your, your flowers have been represented, my man. Thank you. Thank you for giving us Twins fans all those memories throughout the late 2000s early 2010s because that was just too much fun to watch especially when you were hitting grand slams so koobsy you're the man appreciate you but that'll round out this episode episode i believe number 17 i'm just gonna roll with it of spunk lake sports yeah it's 17 all right so albany and st cloud state did did me well here shout out them but that'll round it up <laughs> episode 17 Klon. last words well my last words basically just vikings don't mess us up i'll just leave it at that just a vikings. message out to all of us minnesota vikings fans out there just please <laughs> don't mess up the next week or two of all of this process i think I, my my last words are go niners go, go niners I'll round it out. Everyone, thank you for joining us for another 2022 episode of Spunk Lake Sports. For us, me and Klon, we really appreciate whoever's still listening. We love you because you you do your work. You do your legwork listening to this every single week. So thank you very much. Spunk Lake Sports, we'll be back next week. We'll catch you later. <laughs>